I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You own your masters. Yeah. And you were one of the youngest to ever do that at the age of 29. Would you ever, I mean, a lot of you see a lot of uh, artists selling their catalog. Is that yeah. something Chris Brown would look to do in the future? I don't think I would because I feel like uh, as, as a black artist, that's that's what we've been wanting forever. Was to be able to get that. Get our masters. Right. So, so for me to be able to do that like and be one of the first young cats to do it, like it's like oh my, I beat the game, but I feel like I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't do it at this point because that's that's something my my children's children's children can eat up. All my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice? Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. And for today, we have a very special edition of Club Shay Shay. We're on the road. He's one of the most accomplished R&B performers and hit makers of his era. He surpassed Elvis Presley for the most gold certified singles and Billboard Hot 100 entries among all male vocals in history. The first male singer to have 20 platinum singles. The first R&B singer in history to own 100 Hot 100 hits. One of the highest grossing African-American touring artists of all times. One of the best-selling digital artists of all time. A Grammy Award winner, global superstar, songwriter, dancer, actor, producer, entrepreneur, author, father. Some call him the king of R&B. When they say R&B is dead, I say check this man's resume. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Brown. What's up, What's up man? What's man, up? it was a long time coming. Man, man, Jacquees the uh, king of R&B, man. <laughs> man, Jacquees. I'm, I'm going to let him keep that title. You're going to let him keep, yeah, let him keep that. You're going to let him keep that. Little bro got it. Bro, how you doing? I'm great, man. Man, I'm great. you know, before I start every show, I always, bro, I have my own cognac. I brought yeah. you, I brought you, a gift to you a box. Thank you, thank you. But I want you to try it. Come on, let's get it. Let's do it. 
You go. Oh, oh, I was about to do this. Okay, come on. You can open it if you want to. Oh, I'm going to say that for later. Okay. I don't want to be too saucy. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to get a toast first. We got to get a toast first. We got to get a toast first. Bro, continued success. Thank you so much. Congrats bro. on everything you've Thank done. You, so much more to accomplish. I appreciate you. Crit. It's smooth. Smooth? You like that? You that's something you can. Yeah, I don't like when it be like. Yeah, it's easy. It don't got that burn to yeah, it. It's nice good. and smooth. Yep. Y'all heard? You heard the man? Yeah, it's smooth. Bro, how you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. Great. Yeah. Man, yeah. I really appreciate you taking time. Uh, Jacquees reached out and said, man, uh, uh, Chris Brown's manager trying to get get in touch with you. Do you mind if I give him your number? I was like, sure, no problem. And I'm like, because you and I, we had, we had talked a little bit before. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going overseas. When I get back, let's do it. Yeah. I said, this man, Biz, I see he ain't going to find time. I'm like, I got to, man. I got Bruh, to. And it would happen so quick because this is like a week. Yeah. And this was done. I thought you was like, are we going to do it in July and August? He said, nah, we're going to do it in a week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had to come through because I, I don't like to uh, skip out on my promises, man. I know we talked. I was like, nah, I got you. So, yeah. You did. You said you yeah, had me. Man. You got me. So, let's let's talk about what you got going on. Um, before we get to that, basketball. I yeah. know you love basketball. Yeah. Um, Ron Artest said he believed had you not chosen the music path, you could have been an NBA player. Yeah. Uh, with a lot more discipline, I think. <laughs> I, I think I definitely think I, I could have uh, pursued it. I right. really, I really loved it. I still love the game. I play right. all the time. Uh, as far as like uh, training and, and having to get conditioned, I think I could have did it. And I, I don't think this profession kind of made uh, me allows like a, you to do kind of on yeah, your schedule yeah, as I, opposed to someone else's schedule. Yeah, so I, I got to kind of really even get acclimated in being a a team player. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So. Because when, when I hear everybody, uh, Snoop Dogg, I hear a lot of the NBA players, they're like, okay, what rapper could like really hoop? I'm talking about like really, really hoop. The first two names come up, you and J. Cole. Yeah. So one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, who win it? Well, right now, I mean, J. Cole, I got to give him his credit because he's improved his basketball game. Right. Like him, I know he worked with a couple of other guys that I work with too as right. far as like basketball training, but... He's he's amazing. I'm still not gonna uh, doubt me now. Yeah. You know, so I, I give me uh, like a week of practice, and then I think I got. I love a couple of guys out. Drake, he be hooping. Lil Durk, down with them. Oh, you so you like? No, this is right. If you and J Cole, if you and J Cole, I, I think I'm gonna get J Cole though. We we can, we can make that happen. I, I would love I would love to do that. I, I'm I'm saying it humbly though, because J Cole is is a. Because I, mean, I watch kind of watch both of you guys in the celebrity games at the NBA All Star game. Yeah. Seeing you play a, a couple of times with some real players. Yeah. You you for real got game. Yeah. If I'm if I'm serious about it, I play most of the time. I try to just have fun, but nah, so I, I, I'm not I'm not taking the L. I got I got to do that. How much do we need to put up to make sure you take it serious? If we put up a hundred thousand, we'll take all. Oh no, I'm in there. That's mine. <laughs> I'm taking that. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> so, so Cole got no chance. I mean, nah, <laughs> nah. So if you were to say, if you're an NBA, if your game, Chris Brown, your game reminds you me of what NBA player? You know what's funny, bro? A long time ago, they uh, when I used to play, a lot of my home, they was like, you look like C.J. McCullough. Okay, and I was like. Why? And then I looked at some of his like high school pitches and, and then some of his games like he was he's long, linky, right. played like me. So I was like, I I mean I'll take that. Right. Any NBA player I would take. You, take. you know, you know, that's a hard profession to get into. Right. <laughs> did, did you hoop in high school? 
Yes, definitely hooped in high school. I actually played uh, varsity on the JV squad, but you know, as a, as the as a bring on. Right. But I was a, I was always playing with older guys as a young age when I was like 10, 11 years old. My right. dad used to take me to the to the gym and drop me off. It's like, look, I don't care. Get in the game. I don't right. care how old it is. Get in the game. Right. And I'm playing with grown men, 27, 30 year olds. I'm, you know. So what's your favorite NBA team? Favorite NBA team, man. I'm in LA right now. I wish, I wish my Lakers could. Yeah, you know, they, I, I really want LeBron and them to, and right. to really do something, man, and and make some history happen. But uh, I'm, a, I'm such a fan of a, of the game and and certain eras or certain different teams mm-hmm. that I'm that it's hard for me to be like, hey, I'm this team all right. the way, you know, because because it's like. Dang, I like I'm friends with this guy on this team. Right. Me and him have a personal relationship, so I'm rooting for him. Right. And then on this side, so whoever wins, the best player wins. Right. But yeah, who's your favorite player? Favorite player, Kyrie. You like Kyrie? Kyrie, Kyrie. He's one of my one of my closest friends too. But I, as far as like seeing him play, being around him, play playing with him, like he's probably one of the most phenomenal guys when it comes to the English on that backboard. Right. So what do you like so much about Kyrie's game? Uh. It's tenacity. He's right. aggressive, but it's it's graceful. Right. You know, and, right. and he's he's going and he and I think he makes other players better. Right. I think he I think he's getting into that to that uh that uh consciousness of saying, Hey, look, we gotta do this together. So right. I think he brings out a, a lot of a lot of uh a lot of spunk and a lot of real, real talent out of a lot of players that, that probably already knew they had it, but he he encourages that. I know you follow the game closely, so you see some of the trades that transpired. Yeah. You see Bradley Beal goes from the Wizards, go to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So now he pairs with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Yeah. You see Chris Paul gets traded, he gets yeah. moved again. Now he goes to the Golden State Warriors to go with Steph, Draymond, and potentially Draymond. Draymond's yeah. an unrestricted free agent. You see Jordan Poole go to the Wizards. So you, you think this is Kevin Durant's opportunity now to get a ring away from Golden State? I thought it was this time. You thought it was this time. I thought it was this time, but uh, I, I I think it's I think it's up in the air. I think Chris going to to Golden State. Man, it's that that's a that's a good place for him. I ho- I just want him to get a ring. Right. I I like Chris been doing this thing for a while, but I, I really want him to get a ring. But I think KD is like, you know, they gonna be coming. <laughs> they gonna be coming. Would you like to see Chris Paul on the on the the Lakers? He would have been a good asset, but I but I feel like he would have he would have, uh, you know, there's there's two type of players. There's the coach's player, and then right. there's the there's the okay there's the uh, the the militant or the follower. Right. So I feel like he would he would help in assisting them get get it together, like you know bringing them all in, right. making sure uh, from even even from Anthony Davis to hey look we got to do this y'all make sure y'all stop this. He's gonna he's, he has that tenacity. Right. So. I feel like him and him and LeBron uh, would have, would have. I think they would have paired up. I don't right. think that they would have clashed. What about a Kyrie LeBron reunion? I would love it. I would love it. Uh, I think uh, here in LA, or you want Bron to go to Dallas? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to happen in LA, huh? Yeah, it got to be in LA. I, I would, I would love to see them paired up. I think their chemistry is like undeniable, and I think what seeing those two guys in motion. It's just a spark another a whole nother uh, uprise in those guys. So I feel like that's what I want to see. Right. I mean, I don't know what Kyle want to do, man, but I would love to see that. I want to get get your take on this. Um, you you you've been in the spotlight, man, basically your whole life. I mean, since you were probably twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And you get Zion Williamson, who's been in the spotlight since he's probably 15, 16. Yeah. And you see the issue he having with girls. What advice would you give him? How would you tell him to navigate this situation? He's in it now. Yeah. There, 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 you can't yeah. turn him back. 
He yeah. has a girl. He has a, uh, one young lady pregnant. He's yeah. gonna have. He's welcoming a yeah. child, and then you have this other one over here just putting all his business yeah. out there. I mean, it's hard out here when it comes. <laughs> <to that. laughs> I, I would, I would just pray for Zion, man. I, I feel like, hey, man, is that just, what he's in need of prayer? Just, just pray, and you know, be be the best man you could be at that point. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to have three children. Uh, three different baby moms, okay. but at the same time, I, the relationship that I built with them, and the and the uh, the energy that I that I kind of come with is 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 a little bit more. I don't know, I'm an R and B guy, so right. I'm a, so I'm a little bit more subtle with it. Uh, is it hard? Is it's it very hard? hard. You gotta, you, but you gotta also watch out. It's it's like you know, we all want to be in the same spots, right. in the same places, the clubs. We want to be. I to this day I still want to see some beautiful women, but right. at the same time, you just gotta be mindful of the the certain company you will keep or, or the, the traps that will, will deceive themselves. As athletes, I'm pretty sure the, the guys on the team probably uh, give him real pep talk. Look, you can't do this. Look, right. this is, you know, but uh, on the road, on our on our end, it's a it's a little bit different, but I understand what he's going through. Mm -hmm. So he just got to, he just got to hold his head together, man. <laughs> hold, hold your head, big man. So you know, hopefully he, he's learned from some of the mistakes that he had made. Because I'm sure they're, they're, this this social media is a different animal. Man, animal, animal. I try to, I, I'm engaged with the social media stuff, but I try to stay away. Like my fans always ask him, why are you never uh, like posting uh, selfies or you never, right. I'm like, sometimes I'll just be wanting to chill because yeah. it's a you lot. You want to get do. away from that. Yeah, sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need that peace of mind. So I feel like. In this era, it's so easy to contact someone. Yeah, you, you know. So, so if you, so even if they made it too accessible, too accessible, you, I, you can scroll down your explore page and you're like, oh man, hold on, and just say, hey, and they hit you back, and it's no, like, Whoa. you can say that. Most people can't say that. They gonna say bye. <laughs> you can say hi. It's like, is this really you? You say yes. Yeah, you gotta use that vanish mode. <laughs> <laughs> so that thing disappeared at the company. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Obviously, uh, the John Morant, he was suspended for twenty the first twenty five games of the season. Yeah. What if if you could see if John if John's sitting right where I'm sitting, yeah, and you could talk to him, what would you say? I mean, I don't know what I what I would say because because. I also look at my life and I and I kind of look at it as a mirror with certain things, especially when it comes to like uh, being in, in shunned in a, in a certain negative spotlight. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like he's he's gonna. I mean, everybody learns, man. He's he's young, and I, but I feel like he's he, you know people make mistakes. You know, sometimes we make continuous mistakes. Right, right. But you know, I feel like uh, I, I can't I can't tell him how to how to write his story or or, or, or find his path. I would just say, just just. Do what you came in to do. Right. I would, that's all I can say. You try to surround yourself with as many good people yeah. as you possibly can. Yeah. And if you feel somebody is not adding, yeah. you have to remove them. Yeah. Has there been a situation where you felt someone was not adding to Chris Brown, but they were taking? 100%. That you had to like, bro, I'm sorry, but I've got to stop the ride here. You have to get off. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Through the years. Is it hard? It's very hard because you build relationships with people and you have and you have uh, like brotherhoods with people. People people uh, stay like when you're on the road, you got people with you every day. Or, and you know some some people I'm I'm a, a family first type of guy. Yes. But family doesn't necessarily mean have have to be biologically. Right. It's not necessarily blood. Because yeah. sometimes blood. Yeah. You know. So I feel like 
I, I have a I have a, a nice entourage or a nice group of people now mm -hmm. that that are for me that right. understand the the bigger goal. Right. You know. So I think now it was very it was very hard for me because I because I, I would hang out with you know we we be with gangbangers we'd be with the wrong type of people you would be with you know just just people that don't go with the life path that you might want to choose. Correct. So I feel like but but you kind of you kind of start absorbing their energy. So if it, if it doesn't benefit you, I feel like you really have to kind of like separate yourself. And and I was my children were able to kind of like get me out of that. So it was the kids for you. For me per yes. se. Yes. Definitely my my kids cuz it made me have a real responsibility. Like right. I could be reckless without with, with no one to care for. But you know, my, my children got really, responsibility. Yeah. Now so it, it kind of made me start thinking. You yeah. And that sees what Chris is doing. Yeah. yeah. Not what sees what dad is doing. Yeah. So you feel that had you not had kids, you might have been on a different path. Possibly. Possibly. I'm, I might have been a lot more uh, careless. Careless. Because I, I, was, I was reckless. I was yeah. definitely, I've been reckless when I was young. A lot. But You're I still feel, young, Chris. You know that, right? Yeah, but I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about, I'm talking about 19, 20, right, right. 21. Like, right. yeah, I was, I, was, I, I, I was feeling myself, you know? So right. I, think, I think now I'm able to be appreciative of like, right. Let's say if, if people like a song I have, or people listen to my music, you know what I really like that song. I really feel it, and right. be like, for real, oh, thank you, and it's a real thank you. It's not like, right. oh, I, right. right, you know. So I think my kids made me kind of like see other aspects that were fun in life, but we're, we're still, I'm still able to uh, have my my career of the lifestyle that I live, but maintain it in a in a in a better balance. You know. Do your kids make you appreciate more a life? Yeah. They make me appreciate the stuff that I, I used to do when I was a kid because right. they do everything that I used to do when I was a kid. So And then being able to talk to them, like, my dad would tell me certain things, but there would be kind of, there would be limitations on it. I feel like I, I'm just like, hey, let me tell you this because right. you're going to, because I know you're going to do this. Right. <laughs> so let me, let me explain to exactly. you early. So it's, it's a little different. Like, my kids are definitely my friends until I have to be their father. When right. Old, old, old. Right. Like older. And I'm like, look, okay, look, you can't be doing it. <laughs> right now, right now I'm in the fun stages. Right. Yeah. So how difficult is it for your kids considering your parents didn't have what you have? So how difficult is it going to be for you to rear your kids compared to how your parents reared you? The funniest thing for that is that I, I, I love the people that I have around, but I always tell Tell my mom, I tell their moms, I'm like, look, I I didn't have none of this, like, but I still had so much fun as a as a child. My right. my mom and my father, they they allowed me to be like Kids need uh, things now though, Chris, to yeah. be happy. Oh, they you didn't, you didn't need things. I spoil them now. Okay. I spoil okay, I, I okay, do okay. spoil them okay, now. Okay, okay. But I, I I always joke with my oldest daughter and I'm like, look, I'm finna take you to the hood. You finna go. And, and learn all and stay over there with your cousins for a couple weekends. Right. Just so you just so you nothing is handed to you. I want you to understand, like, I want you to be just as sweet how my mother is and how my mother instilled in me. You know what I'm saying? But right. at the same time, find yourself, love life and don't you don't have to follow in daddy's footsteps. Right. Like they, if they wanna sing, great. If they wanna perform entertain business, right. perfect. But I, I'm just as happy if they wanna do right. anything else. With when you were growing up, Let's just say for the sake of argument, you're seven, eight, seven yeah. to ten years old. What did Chris Brown want to be? Seven, eight? Man, I, I'm not going to lie. At that time, mm -hmm. I love so I love music so much, but it was kind of like my own personal, like, okay, nobody really knows I love this music like right. this. I really wanted to, like, 
play sports. I wanted, I wanted, to, I wanted to be were, in the NBA. Did you, play, was, did you play football? Yes, definitely play football. Uh, ninth grade, I'm going to be real with you. Okay. Uh, my, like my ninth grade year, I broke my wrist in both, in, in both bones. I snapped it. Boom. Catching a, catching a, uh, I was a wide receiver. Right. But I caught a pass. Boom. I'm right at the, like the 10-yard line. Right. My my cousin that plays on the other team <laughs> hits me, breaks my arm. He broke your wrist? Broke my wrist. It was done. Cuz, how you do me like this? Man, I was like, what's you doing? He, he was apologizing and everything. <laughs> and we went undefeated that year. I was so mad. But but what happened was it uh, kind of almost prohibited me from playing basketball. So I was like, you know what? I might I might need to, uh, if I really want to do the basketball, I'm going to get this Yeah, yeah I'm going to give the football up. You know, but I love football, though. Right. Still love football. Yeah. Who you have a team? You have a player, favorite player? You know, I'm from Virginia, so it's it's a whole bunch of it's either the Redskins or you or you the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, because we don't really, you know, Virginia, we don't really have a you don't football have a team. team. Per se. Yeah, but in my household, it was the Redskins, it was the Cowboys, and they used to argue. Yeah. yeah. So you like the Cowboys? How you how you like that? Look, if you from if you from that area, if you from the DC, the Maryland, the Virginia, yeah. you hate the Cowboys. Nah, nah, nah. See, nah, nah. On, in our household, they love the Cowboys. They love the Cowboys. Yeah, they love the Cowboys. Y'all had, to be, y'all had to be undercover Cowboys. Yeah, right? you, you put big coats on. <laughs> big coats. No, don't wear the jersey to the game. So seven eight, you like okay, I think it really. So when did you start to take music serious and say, you know what, this basketball thing got to take a back seat? Um. I was actually doing music secretively. Like I was doing like the like nobody in my school knew that I that I uh, kind of like did music. They didn't know I could sing and things like that. But I would be in basketball practice. Uh, I'm saying seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade basketball practice. Six thirty, didn't drive an hour away, go to the studio and be there till maybe I say three in the morning and got to get back and go back to school and you know. So I was doing that a while. Wow. But, but I met I had met uh, these these producers, a couple guys. That were from the area, and I was like, "No, I'm serious about it." So, you know, I was a little nervous because I never really recorded and did right. stuff like that. So, my first time actually doing it, I was, I was kind of like, just wet behind the ears, like, "Hey, man, what are we gonna do? Like, how do I do this? Right. Like, am I do I even sound good?" Right. But I, I knew I, I had it in, in me to do it. So right. I just was like, "This is this is kind of calling me faster than I think the, right. the other thing is." Right. Yeah. So, but how was it like given so much? You're a child superstar, and the expectations that come along with that. Man, I was, I was kind of still in bliss. Like when I was like 15, 14, my first song came out. I was, I was kind of like shocked. So everything was new. Mm-hmm. So I, kind of, I, I kind of had tough skin because I was, just, you know, I wanted to, I, I was ready for it. So right. whether it had to be doing hours and hours of van rides from from the east to the west coast or you know going through the bible belt doing every all every interview every radio station i did it was something i wanted to do i right. felt like I, I felt like it was my calling like and i'm from a small town so i was like how did i even get here right every step of the way so i was appreciative you know i was i was ready for it did I you do talent shows going good? i think i did one actual talent show it you was what? at it was at summer camp Oh, okay. It was at like a summer camp I did. You better have a one. Because, oh, I won. Okay, I was gonna say because somebody got bragging rights. Yeah, I know. I definitely won and I did I did it's funny. I did Thong Song Cisco. Oh man Bro I had two like little, my little homegirl dancers like ah! I had to be like, bro, I I had to have been seven, like seven or eight. Oh, <laughs> 
I hope that was at the end of the week camp, but not the beginning of the week. Cause they probably go see you home. Oh no, no, they the the the, the camp leaders they they laughed, but everybody kind of went crazy in there, and I was like, I think I might can do this, right? <laughs> you know, but that was my first actual talent show. I didn't really like. I used to go to the mall and sing. I used to go to the mall. Like my homeboys would go come with me. Like the weekend would go drive them to the mall right. and be like. And they'll see a group of girls. And you know, in like the food courts in certain oh, malls, it yeah, echoes. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? They'd be like, yo, bro, just sing. And I'll, I'll sing Mario, I'll sing somebody's song that's hot on the radio, Usher's song. Like, so, and they would, they would be like, hey, what's your name? And I'd be like, okay, we good. We, okay, yeah. I got, we can do this. We can do this every weekend. Let's do it. So you were singing in the mall to get the girls? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> 100%. It, it, it worked every time. It worked, yeah, it worked every time. Unless they were too grown. They were like, y'all some little boys. We can't mess with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so what So what have you learned? So if, if, if What would the 33, I think you're 33, about to be 34? No, I just turned 34. You yeah. just turned 34. Yeah. What would the 34-year-old tell the 15 to 23-year-old 20, Chris Brown? 15 to 23-year-old. Uh, what would the 34-year-old tell him? I would say... I damn, I never thought about that. That's crazy. I, I think I would tell him, be humble. Uh, the road ahead isn't isn't the end. It's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, but but be humble in everything you do. So. It says you discovered at your dad's gas station. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah. So, so how did that go? Okay, you your dad said you had to put. Did, so, did you? I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast. NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening pump gas or you just at the gas station with your dad and you know you just singing and people like man 
Yeah, I used to help my dad. I used to, I used to go there after school, and then uh, you know how certain people come in. He was like, "Hey, I'm. Uh, does anybody in this town like do music, talent, anything?" And then right. and I was just listening to the guy, and my dad was like, "Well, my son sings," and so he basically gave us like uh, his contact information, and through him, I met the producers and the people who actually uh, got me to right. you know get to New York and meeting the record labels. Right. So a lot of a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that time, that was kind of like a four-year process, but that kind of started it. Right. That's how I was discovered. So, I mean, Teddy Riley's from your area, uh, uh, area yeah. Timberland, Magoo, yeah. Missy, Pharrell, all. Yeah. You ain't, you, Pharrell, yeah, you ain't bumping to none of them, mate. No, nah, because Virginia's, Virginia's so big. I'm sure, like, Virginia's big and it's different places. Where I'm from, it's maybe like, I want to say an hour and a half away from where they are. Okay. You know, and then we don't have, like, musical centers or, right. or performing art stuff that, that right. we can showcase our talent it's right. virginia's really like a sports you know yeah. uh a state so i feel like uh we were kind of like the uh rose in the concrete right i feel like everybody right. i think everybody was kind of like oh you made it man it's amazing right but but Good you know yeah teddy raleigh and all them they kind of started it off because virginia beach kind of was yeah was i remember my my moms and aunts and the like, man they going they say we going down there for the weekend and i would never be able to go rump shaker man they was going out there probably wilding Ooh. mama i hope you won't so when you tell your parents you're dropping out of high school yeah did they say Boy, you crazy? Or did it? Well, say I kind of made it sound nice. Ah, okay, okay. I said, "Mama, I, I, I got this. I got this opportunity." I'm, I remember being in the phone. I was, I was in New York, but I was in uh, the record label's office. But I went to the bathroom. I said, "Mom, I really think I got a record deal." I said, "But I'm not gonna get out of school. They'll give me a tutor." You know, you know. Right. So I, I actually finished school. So I, okay. I, but it took me instead of me finishing. I, when you're I, supposed to. Yeah, I left. Yeah, it took me like two years because I was doing, I was on the road, I was working. Right. Uh, my ninth and tenth grade, I left my tenth grade year, and that's when my single came out. Right. So, but so I was supposed to be class of 07, but I ended up becoming class of 09 right. because I had to, I had right. to wait. Yeah. Why was you? What made you bet on yourself? Why were you so sure that this was the opportunity that was too good to pass to pass up, and I'm willing to like you know what forego my final two years? I feel like the dream. I don't. I never lost that. Uh, when, when they be like, what you want to be when you when you grow up and you still have those those uh, grandiose ambitions, mm -hmm. I felt like the light bulb was clinking. Like, right. hey, this is that. Right. You've been asking for this. This is what you're asking for a go. And look 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 where we are in this situation. Like my my family didn't didn't have money at all. So it's like I wanted I wanted to do better than my whole like before me and before for them right you know what i'm saying i wanted to be able to say you know what i i did this out of out of everybody in my family right everybody in my town every you know i saw i saw the opportunity to make it a better opportunity for them and be, definitely be, make a better opportunity for my mom you leave you move to new york new york is really really different than virginia yeah did, they, it, did, it, did, man. It, did it get lonely did you get homesick did you say damn i don't know if i may did the right did the right thing here you know what it was fun because because of the freedom like my mom my mom didn't know at first because a lot of the a lot of the times uh i would go on a greyhound from virginia and go all the way to, to harlem and, and i would be i would be you with, by yourself no i would be with with the the guys who were in the production okay, team okay and they had and they had a, a son he's, he's my brother to this day but we were the same age so he kind of showed me the ropes right and he and he grew right up in in, in middle harlem so i'm like 
I was kind of, it was a culture shock. It was like, man, I felt so green. Like, <laughs> I felt so out of it. Right. And, and I would speak to people. I would go and see people and be like, hey, how y'all doing? Like, yeah, they how they do it in New like, York. What the hell wrong with right, you? Right, you're Yeah, you got to so, be from the south. <laughs> yeah, so I so I had to I had to really kind of like get acclimated. But I, over over about a, a three month period, I kind of started started finding my way, and I think that kind of made me be adaptable in in, in every situation of being an artist. Going whether it be Belgium, whether it be London, Australia, like I, I'm I'm able to to uh, be presentable in a room right. amongst different cultures right. and, and, and ethnicities. Were it ever nice that you think this wasn't going to happen? Yeah, all the time, all the time. I, I feel like uh, a lot of like a lot of people don't see nose that everybody gets. Like mm -hmm. like they just see the success and right. uh, and they don't think that it takes uh, hard work. Because they dedication. think you just got discovered. You went to this place and yeah. then boom, it blew up. Yeah, like it would sound like that if it was written in a in, you know fairy tale story, right. but. No, a lot, a lot of hard work, a lot of late nights, sleepless nights, stressful nights, crying in the studio, right. not thinking I'm good enough, like as a as a younger artist. But yeah, a lot of that. But I, I think like I could, I didn't let that doubt overshadow the, the the dream. I feel like my heart was 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 in it. So I was wet, I was I was ready for anything. Right. Just even to this day, like my my heart and my passion is in what I do. It's still that. Yeah. So I so I feel like that's what I guess keeps me consistent or keeps people. Interested or, or, or you know engaged in my music, right? Def Jam, you get a contract offer from Def Jam. They offer you a, a contract on the spot, and you turned it down. Why did you turn it down? Was it the the, the numbers? What, what 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 made Chris Brown? Because this is your opportunity. Yeah. This is Def Jam. This ain't no no. This ain't no no glass of music. Yeah. This is Def Jam, I and think, they offer you a contract, Chris, and you say, Nah, I'm good. I think I'm country. The man wouldn't talk to my mama. Huh? So basically, he wanted me to basically, like with the production guys, I'm not going to say the executive name because I love him to this day. I'm never going <laughs> to expose him. But I wanted to get him on the phone with my mom and be like, okay, cool. So could you explain this to my mom right. what's going on? You know, uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I think I'm 14 at the time. So yeah, 14, just turned 14. And my production crew was there, but you know, they're, they're my handlers at that time. Right. But you know, at the same time, we're all in the same excitement, right. but I just wanted to make sense. My mom is, her word is- She's an adult. Yeah, she's- So talk, tell her I'm the mama's boy, me. so you got to tell talk to my mama. Right. So as soon as that happened, uh, he was like, oh no, 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 I don't need that, we're good. And I and I kind of I didn't like I didn't like what that I felt like they wanted to get over. Right, right. Like I was, you know, I wasn't I wasn't green. I was very street smart. So I just was like, well, why wouldn't you just, you, right. you know, I'm not saying, hey, say hi to my mama. Right. Such and such. No, I'm just, just like, tell her what you're telling me. Exactly. So so that kind of made me kind of have reservations. But then uh, Tina Davis, who was my manager at the time, she was working at Def Jam. Right. Um, I think she they had had a merger, so she she was uh she went she went her separate ways. Right. But I had I had learned so much from her, right. even from going into the different meetings, how to prep, how to be ready to perform. So I was like, you know what? I need someone like that that can show me that because I don't. I just I'm just going off the raw music at right. this point. So she was able to. I was like, Tina, would you mind managing me? And so she was like, Cool, let's do it. And from there, she actually got me uh, all the other other deals or other other uh, sit-ins with the, the labels that I was sitting with. So yeah, did he turn you down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so how, how did that meeting go? So so what so how did the meeting go and then what did he say? Why did he turn you down? And this was this was probably maybe two or three years prior. Okay. So I was like eleven or twelve okay. at this time. Um the same kid that I said that that showed me the ropes yeah, uh, no. in New York, yeah. 
he he me and him had songs. It was like a group. Mm -hmm. So me and him had different like uh songs that we would do together and I would do solo songs. So we both got the audition. He's like, alright, cool. Let, let's go, let's go and meet him and let's go sing. So we went in it, we went in there together. And he was like, cool, we we did the song that we have together, and I'm singing on the chorus. And so he was just like, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I talked to y'all. You know, he, yeah. Uh, can he go outside for a second? We're gonna just talk. They was like, nah, we don't want, we don't want him. <laughs> they didn't want you. Nah, they didn't want me. So I was like, as a, as a 12, 13 year old, I was in that elevator, probably crying like right. a mug. So. I but just, you knew who Diddy was, right? You like, of course, of course. And, and it, at the pinnacle, I'm like, man. I'm first of all, I was just excited just to meet them. Yeah, like so. Being in the room kind of made me, uh, made me like shaky. So I, don't, I probably was nervous and singing crazy. But at the same time, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm gonna pass on that. Right. So I was kind of, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna show him. Like, so that right. was my, that was my, uh, my motivation to right. keep going too. So, if so, because. Knowing who Diddy was, yeah. for Diddy to say, nah, you need to go on outside, <laughs> it probably would be like a, a basketball player, say, Phil Jackson, saying, nah, go away. You know, one of yeah. these prominent coaches yeah. saying, nah, bro, you're not, I don't think you're good enough. Yeah. So you go, so you're on the elevator. What are you thinking? Like, am I not good enough? Because P. Diddy just <laughs> told me, like, nah. Of course. Of course. Of course. I'm definitely, I was in the elevator like, ah, right, man, this might be it for me. You know, because as a kid, when you're a kid, you right. think anything that's uh, it's it's over it's it's in the room. Yeah. But I think I think I just took I took that motivation. Me and my me and my my homeboy, we just was like, you know what? Let's just keep going back in the studio. Right. Let's just let's just make more songs. Right. Let's get get better. We just started, so mm -hmm. I think. But I, I think I thank uh, Puff for that, man. Right. Hey, Diddy, man, I appreciate it though, like because that made me that made me get on my grind. You say you hired Tina Davis as your business manager. What did you learn from her? I learned everything uh, from media training to to how to how to how to be presentable in a room, how to how to speak to people, how to how to listen to people. You know, I was I was like so country and like, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm just loud. Right. So I feel like I, I feel like she guided me through a lot of the the music industry, the business of how it works. Mm -hmm. uh, Meeting uh, PDs, program directors, and, and and going to different radio stations, teaching me how to have showmanship. Like she was, she was like, nah. She used to tell me because because uh, Neo's a, a good friend of mine as well, and she worked with Neo before. So she was like, she's like, nah, uh, uh, you don't got showmanship like Neo. And I was like, huh? What 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 am I, what am I not doing? So I would have uh, just rehearsals, not even dance rehearsals, right. just rehearsals of me just. Figuring out how to be me on stage, or, or what what was me when I get on stage, right. you know. So when you hear that first song, you hear it come on the radio. What's going through your mind? Man, I'm cussing. First of all, <laughs> I'm in the basement, so my mama don't hear me. But I'm cussing. I I, I remember I had a, a a spot in Jersey because right when I signed my deal, I wasn't out of school yet. Right. But they had they they had to push. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Put me in a place to where I could be closer to the label to start working. Right. So I was still doing school in Virginia, and I had just left them and I was like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to be in the radio. Everybody, right. like, man, you ain't on the right. radio. What you talking about? So then when they say, uh, I remember the song came on. My cousins was calling me like, bro, I'm, they playing you on the radio, bro. And I'm like, you lying. And I remember I turned it on. I think I sat in the, in the, in the corner and was like, and yelled for like five minutes straight. Like I felt it was the best feeling. Like I still feel like that when I when I hear my songs on the radio now. It's not the same as excitement, but yeah. it's still the it's same. It's something about that first time in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, definitely. Run it made made you the first artist since '95 to have a debut single to top the charts. Man, man. Did 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 you know that song? We, I mean, obviously it was the first song that was released. But did you know that song would forever change your life? No, no. I'm gonna be real. I when I did that song, we were in Miami, and Hit Factory. Scott Storch, Sean Garrett, like, and I was just learning. I was a student because this was my first ever album. So any producer I would meet, any, I'm just soaking it all in, you know. So I'm, I'm scared. I'm thinking like, I don't sound good. Like, I don't, I don't know if they, do I sound good? I hate. I, I don't know if I like the song because I was too nervous in my right. head. Uh, but then, then it was like, nah, this is the one. But I knew I wanted to dance in it. Right. Like, the music was bumping, so I was like, look, I, I want to dance. I just want to showcase this. But I didn't know. I, I think I, I never had an expectation that it, it would have the success that it, it put me at. Right. You know. So what's your your favorite song of all the songs you've done? What's your favorite song? And give me your top three. My 
top three. Man. It's so hard for me because I have, just to be honest, I have about 15,000 unreleased songs, right? What? Yeah. I got like, in my phone alone, like in my in certain apps, I have, I want to say maybe 1,800. Just 1,800 to like, yeah. So obviously we're in your studio. Yeah. So you'll come down here like, you know, it's like, and just crank out songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a point, it was a point where I, I used to stay in the studio like when I was doing a lot of my earlier albums, I had to learn. But but around I want to say around the fame album and certain stuff like that, I was kind of like in my in my zone. I knew how yeah. I knew what yeah. I wanted. Okay, using your bag. Yeah. So so even for me now, I put the studio in my house because like I can draw inspiration faster. Like if I right. think of something, if I think of an idea, like oh I got an idea for this song, I don't have to like wait or set up the studio and be like okay I gotta go right. to the studio now. So if you're in your bed at night and you think of something, you just come down here and just. Yeah, uh, depends, because I'll make sure my engineer is awake. You know, right. If it's like 5, 6 in the morning, I'm like, man, I'll just do it in the morning. Right. But like, if it's maybe if it's midnight, I'm like, hey, man, you up? Let's, let's, let's do it. Wow. So, 18,000 unreleased songs. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, how do you how do you get to eighteen? How do you get to like a hundred? Okay, somebody said, well, you know, I got like twenty. I got fifty unreleased songs. Yeah. But you say like in some of your apps you have eighteen hundred. Yeah. So you just like like go days, months, years where you just record. Yeah, I, I I literally recorded like four songs yesterday, but I did like I do it in spurts. So sometimes some days I'll just relax. I might do one song, but then but some days it's just like we just because I feel like uh, it's like sharpening your sword, man. Mm -hmm. Like. Being better at your craft, like shooting jump, getting your jump shots up. Right. Like I feel like I don't want to be complacent and and yes. thinking I'm, I got it all figured out. Right. I never want to think that I, oh right. yeah I'm Chris Brown so whatever I put out is gonna be great. I want to make sure it is. You know. Are there any songs that you wrote for an artist that if people actually knew you wrote it they would be surprised? Um, I think back in the day they did. I I wrote a. I wrote a lot of couple pop records. I wrote a couple Jonas Brothers songs. I wrote a couple. Uh, well, I wrote a couple Rihanna songs. Uh, damn, I do a couple country country records. I used to write a lot for, right. for for a lot of different artists, but it was more it was more so me ex experimenting with with what music was. Like I wasn't just doing R and B, so I was just right. Write, but I but I've Latoya Luckett I've written for. It's been it's been a lot of people I've written for, but I feel like a lot of people didn't know I, I really write because as as an artist you know you get a lot of a lot of uh, you know a lot of artists that music artists that don't don't kinda, write for themselves yeah uh, but and I and, and I can't I can't uh, shun them because I work with a lot of producers a lot of writers and we do different things but I've also had time to sit down and just really have my own songs that people are loving I'm like I'm glad they love that I wrote that song you know so right. yeah. What what's your favorite music genre? Is it pop? Is it R and B? Uh, dance? Euro rap? I'm eclectic. I'm eclectic. So I like I like certain songs. Like I think when a song comes out and it just it moves me, I, I just like it. It could, it could be a country song. It could be a piano song. It could be a, a heavy metal song. Like, you know, I think I just think whatever whatever frequency that that attunes me to it is is, is what I what I kind of gravitate to. In my lane of my music, I love doing. I just love doing feel good music, fun music, music people can dance to. But right. at the same time, give them give them certain 
things that get them through their life. Because right. I, I see a lot of my fans or I talk to them, whether it's meet and greets, whether it's Discord or whatever it is, and we talk and, and it's like, they, they explain to me how certain songs got them through life situations. Right. And, and I'm like, wow, that really, it kind of sinks in with me. It makes me, makes me right. kind of like, dang, I, I'm, I'm really doing the music for an actual purpose. So when I do certain songs, speak from my experience, but also try to speak to uplift somebody, make them have fun, or make them be like, hey, man, this makes, you, makes me feel good inside. Are there any features that you turned down you was like, damn, I should have hopped on that one? Any features that I turned down that I... No. I'm, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm on a lot of features. I, <laughs> I, 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 feel like, I feel like it's certain songs that I wish that I was on when I would hear certain songs, but then I would be like, that's just, that's just my, my artist ego wanting to be a part right, of it. I, yeah, but... but I feel like I feel like even um, there's there's certain records out now that I hear and I'm like, man, that's amazing. But but I think that's that's good for me because I'm not I don't think I get convoluted in in uh, what I sound like. Right. I'm able to appreciate right. other people's music and not be like, oh, it's just only about me. You Have know? you ever been removed from a song after it's been recorded? I don't think so. Have, I been Have you removed somebody from a song after it's been recorded? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so how do you how do you go about how do you go about telling them or telling him or her that their verse mm -hmm. isn't gonna make it man uh do you tell them or you have somebody else call and tell them i think it'd be better coming from you though yeah i, I would tell them i would tell them i i've done i've done songs uh like even even with my I ain't gonna say their names. Certain artists that 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 are that are like really friends with me, and we've done songs. But I may have I may have had like two songs already with them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, I ain't you. I ain't gonna. I'm gonna take you off this one because we already got this other song. Right. You know. So I've done that. But then it's that's the one. That's what you tell them. No, no. That that's been the reason. Oh, okay, but okay. But the other ones that got taken off just to get taken off, right. it just didn't fit. It didn't fit the record. Okay. And I and I feel like the timing with it. I, and and we just I'll explain it to them, and right. I'll be like, look. It just doesn't fit the timing for for what we're doing right. and how we want to shoot the record. Right. But I, I haven't let down too many people, though. I haven't tried to let down right. too many people. You a fit guy. You in the train. You like to work out. So what do you do? So so what do you do? You on tour. Mm -hmm. How does Chris Brown manage to stay in shape? Because you got to you, you a performer. Yeah. You're not just a singer. You're a performer. Yeah. You're an entertainer. Let me yeah. take that back. You're an entertainer. Yeah. So singing, dancing, that's a part of the act. Yeah. So how do you maintain that level night after night after night, week after week after month after month? Man, I just think I got more uh more adrenaline than most people. <laughs> but at the same time, uh my team, man, I think everybody keeps a, a, a tight schedule when it comes to what we're doing on the road. Right. Like our chef makes sure we, we eat the right stuff. I don't I don't try to eat stuff that's gonna sit heavy. I want to see anything that builds my protein or just builds my endurance. I'm, that's what I'm on. on, right. on I'm, I'm really and I'm really uh, I'm, I'm I'm finicky about it. Like because we also have after parties, after right. shows on tour. It's, it's a long road, but at the same time, I, I make sure I at least get my eight hours of sleep. Right. So the rest is that uh, me and my dancers that workout is like no yeah, other. Yeah, man. So that's you know we 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 got our workout regimen. We do our like. 15 to 30 minute uh, a flash set before we go before we get on stage and then and then repeat it over and over right so i, I i've been able to have uh this fast metabolism hopefully it never slows up so <laughs> how i'm just trying to figure out how do you protect your voice with me well 
I wouldn't I wouldn't advise this to everybody else because I do I do I smoke every now and then a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I for me I have the I, I use these there's these there's these pills they're called uh, mullen mullen pills they're good for your for your lungs mm-hmm. so and I make sure that I'm not just smoking 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 before I go on stage so a lot of the times I'm I'm uh, whenever I am smoking I'm doing something to counteract it I'm making sure I'm. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. T and vocal rest is the best. Like. Like I'm yelling on stage two and two and a half hours, or, right? You know, so after that, chill out. After that, right? Say what's up, bro. Cool. You know, I, I try to I try to refrain from uh, doing anything that's gonna put too much of a strain on my voice. Right. What I have to applaud, bro. I don't know. I mean, I have to go back to like James Brown to see somebody to sing and perform like you. Thank you. I mean, man. it's continuous. It's nonstop. I mean, I first when. The first time I ever heard of Chris Brown, I heard you say something like, oh, I can outdance Usher. I said, man, this man alone in damn body. I said, he's 13 and he already lied. I said, who taught this man to lie like this at 13? And then I watched it. I'm like, I, and, and then you're like, I might get my Michael Jackson. I'm like, 
I don't know. He might. I mean, to see the way he moved, man, and the way he can contort his body, I don't know. He might be on to something. How? When did you learn to do that? I, I watched that. That's from being a kid at the cookout, man. That's, that's from <laughs> your uncle's like, man, come out here, man. Do that, do that dance you be doing, right. man. So I feel like uh, my childhood gave me that freedom to really, like, you know, right. be... From MC Hammer, watching MC Hammer, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson, I, I always was moving, and I and I had a fascination and love with with rhythm. So I feel like, you know, even in even in sports, you got to have the rhythm. Right. So so that just was like natural to me. It came natural. I feel like it's from the soul. Yeah. So I, I feel like even even dancing now, like I can learn technical stuff. I can learn stuff, but I I, I like to just I like when people to see it to be like. That feel good. He right. ha he having fun doing that. Yeah, but you do realize the a lot of the stuff you do, they can't do right. Like you, know what I mean, you like the only one that can do that. Yeah. Somebody gotta do it. Yeah, but like I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like to see a dance like you know. Okay, you moonwalk. Okay, yeah. break dance. I mean, you do a little break dancing, but yeah. a lot of the stuff that you be doing, Chris, like man, people gonna break their neck. Yeah, yeah. I, w I wouldn't advise people to try some of the stuff I do. That's why it's good to just see it at the show. <laughs> Kids, y'all can have fun. Y'all a little bit more flexible. Right. But at the same time, like. I just I'm thankful to be able to still have these knees to be, to yeah, be working like yeah, this, yeah. And, and I don't get up like, oh man, I'm tired. I gotta go dance. Right. I love it. Man. Right. So so as long as I I'm able and God blesses me to be able to dance and, and showcase this talent and hopefully inspire the world, I'm gonna keep doing it. Why don't you think other artists have adopted your approach to to become performers? I mean, sometimes you see performers or you see like singers. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean. But I look at you as an entertainer. Mm -hmm. I look at Beyonce as an entertainer. Absolutely. But they're singers. Adele is a singer. Yeah. I she, feel like she got a she got a mermaid dress on. <laughs> she hey, she on that mic. I saw I saw at the observatory. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. But I saw Beyonce and I'm like, how she do that for two hours? Yeah. I watch you, I'm like, how he do that for two hours? I think I think because you know different I think it's different stars, man. There's different stars in the sky. So I kinda I kind of, my take on it is everybody has their thing. Right. You know, I feel like in our, in our genre, it's, it's a, it's like a, a, a old art, but yeah. it's like, you know, because you got to really do your research or you got to really, you know, want it. And I think Beyonce, I got to always give her credit. She wants it. She has mm. always wanted it. You know what I'm saying? So, and she is it, yeah. you know, I feel like with me. I've always, I've always wanted it. I always wanted to leave a legacy of, 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 of being one of the baddest. Right. You know, I don't got to be the baddest, but I'm gonna be one of them. Right. You know. Do, what does it make you feel like when other artists come up to you and say, "Bruh, that was unbelievable performance." I'm still in shock. Like I, I, I have a imposter syndrome. I, I wake up t to this day and be like, "Am I, am I? How did I get here?" Right. Like so, when people even acknowledge it, I'm more, I'm more receptive in and appreciative. I'm, I'm kind of like, for real? Okay, cool. They like my stuff. I'm still fans of, of other artists. So right. it's like, so it's still me being like, okay, they really love what I'm doing. Right. I'm going to keep doing it. Right. All right. <laughs> when you first started out, you used to open up for Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. you like, you know, I'm going to try to swipe some of her fans. I'm going to have, I want some of her fans because I know what she's going to do after me. Man. I need to make sure I do something before. Yeah. So them people talk about, yeah, Beyonce was great, but you should have saw Chris Brown. Chris Brown was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was a student. Uh, being on there, I was with Destiny's Child. I think I was like 16 or 17. I opened up for them in Australia. Mm -hmm. 
And for for that, that was just a, a blessing because to be able to go from me having a little TV and me watching these people performing and being able to see them and they like, hi, they know my name. I'm right. like, oh my God, they say hi to me. Watching them perform from stage presence, lighting, production, dancers, timing. Right. I learned so much from all of those right. experiences and I, and I soaked it up and I said, well, I don't want to copy anybody. Right. But, okay, well, if I could do that, I'll do it like this. So I was able to digest and and and, and learn from from all those experiences. Right. So it was it was actually a a, a blessing. It was a blessing. I had Drewski on my show, and he said he went on tour with you. Yeah, <laughs> he said it's unbelievable the amount of distractions that's going on, like girls just running everywhere, but you're laser focused yeah. on what you need to do. Yeah, because 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 I, I look at it like these people spending money to come see me. Like even to this day, like. You spending a ticket or whatever for your family. You coming through with your it's kids there, it's grown people there, it's all ages. But the one thing I need them to do is, is leave happy. I need them to leave not not for my pockets, you know. They need to leave happy for my soul. Right. Like the, this this ability that I'm able to have or this this talent that I'm I'm born with, I, I want to express it with love. The frequency I want to give out is love. So. Right. Like that's what gets me going, and when they when they get coming there, I'm excited. I'm I'm more nervous than than they is. Right. So, but I, but I'm gonna make sure that they gonna go leave and be like, you know what, I got my money's worth. Man, I read that you this guy broke up with his girl. You called his girl up on stage and gave the lady a la- gave, gave the young lady a lap dance, <laughs> and and he broke up with her. Bro, how you do that? Man, see, it wasn't intentional. What do you think was gonna happen? See, I didn't know she had a had a had a, had a guy. That's her fault, because she knows she had a guy. She, she should have said it. She, it she definitely should have said it. Mm-hmm. My my dancers uh, pull up a girl on stage during our set, and we are, usually we just we, we usually like to give the fans an opportunity, but sometimes it's very, very, very attractive women come yeah. on stage, so I'm like, okay, cool. So me grinding on them, they don't really have a problem with it. It's just, <laughs> I guess she had a man there. Right. So, But I didn't know. I didn't find out until afterwards. I was like, man. We should have just. Do we send him flowers or send her flowers? Nah, she should have thought this without. She should have said, nah. Yeah, she should. I mean, nah, 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 no, no. Yeah. Because yeah. the lady, see, if, if if I'm out with a young lady, it's not my job to check the guy. Yeah. It's her job. She should have been like, no, you know what? There I'm you fine. go. And I, if, I can't come up. I'm with someone. Right. And if a lady check on me, if a, we're not gonna be like, if, forget him. Right, there no, you we go. Be like, okay, great. Right. You know, and yeah. you'd have been okay. But now uh, you'd probably like, come on, come on. He go. He don't want mine. But I'm surprised. First of all, I commend him for going. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. not a whole lot of guys are going with their girls. Yeah. Now, they might go. But they, they go. Some they of go, them go. They, they might going be in the to, back. They might, they might be a little bit further back. Like, nah, you ain't getting front row. Right. Uh-uh. He's not right. finna look at you at all. <laughs> Let's talk about, I'm looking at the Grammys. Yeah. And uh, you have one. Mm-hmm. But reading you and researching this, yeah. you feel you should have more. Yes. I feel like a lot of artists feel like they should have more. Uh, but I, you know, I feel like I don't want to dis- discredit the Grammys or, or diss them or feel like the angry artist when it comes to that. I feel like you won't be the first. You won't be the last. Yeah, no. I feel like it's just I feel like music at a state right now is is not based on what people love. Right. I feel like uh, I, I feel like well, with the Grammys, no disrespect to y'all, but I, I just feel like it's a lot of old ears over there. Right. A lot of old ears. There's a lot of people that's that's not really tuned right. into what's going right. on. So and and, and you know it's just, it's a broad range of artists that I that I can think of now that that deserve more Grammys and, right. and more recognition. Right. But 
You know, I I feel like at this point in my in my career in my life, I'm like, you know what? I I have one, right? That's good enough. You know, for me, I feel like he lonely though. He could be lonely, <laughs> but but I, he could be lonely. I rather my my what what I get what I get my joy from is right. filling them stands up. Right. Like I I could care less about getting on the stage. Well, I would love to get on the stage at a Grammys or any awards. I don't have a problem with it, but it it doesn't fill my heart more than it does to see twice as many people in a in a in, a, in, in an arena. arena or I go over and I sell out six nights right. out. like that that's priceless to me right so so I feel like I've I've just started loving what I love the most about what I do just right. the music and the passion and just focused on that you caught some flack because you wrote Robert Glasper you <laughs> yeah, say yeah, who, yeah. Who, who is this cat yeah and I, I mean he did uh, the single uh, the song with uh, Michelle and Dago Cello who's my favorite yeah. all time artist yeah. and uh, her yeah great song and you you know you say no disrespect you took it back tell me what your mindset was okay you're sitting at home um, impulse <laughs> <laughs> so that's where hold up who the homeboy that's, hey give me that because yeah. you about to do something you about to do something give me that yeah and put it in his back pocket yeah they, they probably was maybe 15 <laughs> seconds too late by that time i think but at the time because me, I was misinformed. So even even when I, I had to I had to do my research and be like, you know what, this this, oh, the boy, no, this guy's legit. He legit. You know, legit. and I reached out to him. I said, look, I said, look, I don't want you to think that I, I have ill ill will towards you or anything. We should work. Yeah, yeah, he he legit. <laughs> yeah, so so he reached back out to me. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get in the studio and work. But that that was me. That's you know, uh being a sourpuss. Right. You know. Are you disappointed? That the award shows, given your background, given what you've done, given how you pack the arenas, given how the, the numbers speak more than Elvis and, and a billion this and that, yeah. that they haven't allowed you to perform? Um, at, You're a performer. At, yeah, at times. You want you to perform in front of your peers. I want to showcase what, I, what I'm really capable of yes. all, at all times. But I've taken, I've taken my position to say, I'm not stopping. Right. You know, so it'll happen. Right. It'll happen. You know, it, it, it'll happen. Do you remember the last award show you performed at? I think my last award show might have been BT. My last award show might have been BT Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Rowland supported you. Yeah. She got some criticism. Yeah. I love you, Kelly. I mean, what's, I mean, uh, uh, Lizzo. Yeah. Say your favorite criticism. Yeah. And cheering. Some others have. Come to your like the man is unbelievable. Yeah. And they call criticism. What is it with this cancel culture? I think it's I don't think it's even a cancel culture. I think cause my my fans and, and the people who are, who do love me, like, they kinda overshadow it. Right. I'm still here, you know. Right. But I feel right. like uh I just feel like people are sensitive as hell today, right. man. Like we don't get we don't get to really shoot the shit or we don't get to say what we really want to say a lot of times. A lot of things is contrived, to conform. You don't get to be yourself because right. You can't have an, an open expression, freedom, freedom right. to say anything. Right. You don't have to dis discredit anybody or, or, or uh, cut anybody out or say anything mm -hmm. rude about anybody. But I feel like everybody's too damn sensitive at this point. Right. Like, but you've mentioned some of the people that that's in this business. Yeah. That have had some transgressions. Yeah. That have been forgiven and gone on to. And it hasn't stopped you from making money. Yeah. But it, those people were able to go back be on stage, be yeah. in movies, and do all these other things. It's my smile. And it, it, I think I think it's I think it's because I think people think I have a careless 
outlook on it. Right. And it's not that I have a careless outlook. I don't care to make you believe that I'm a I'm a great person. Right. Or a good person. Right. I'm just gonna be one. Right. So I feel like with that, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm and I don't take no nonsense, man. Right. I'm like I'm a I'm a humble guy. I'll be cool, but I really don't I really don't take right. no nonsense. I, I try to stay in my lane, get out of the way, don't bother nobody. But I'm not gonna take no nonsense. If you were to get back, if so, if they called and said, Chris, this year's Grammys, mm-hmm. we want you to perform. Yeah. You there? Of course. I'll do it. No ill will. It wouldn't be ill will because because it would be about the performance. I would want, I would I would want to get that to my fans. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be necessarily about the Grammys. It would be about me putting on the best the performance. The fans seeing yeah. Chris at an award yeah. show. Yeah. And just and just and just going out there and doing my You'll thing. kill it. Yeah, man. You, this this might be the greatest this might be the greatest stage performance anybody's ever seen. Well, I'm gonna try to make it that every time, every time, anytime that opportunity gives, like gives itself that opportunity. Even on my on my when you come to my shows, yeah, I I want to make it like you're you're watching it on an award show. Right. I want it needs to be theater. It needs to be it needs to be fun. You, know? you try to leave the you try to the fan you want the fan to leave. Said, I've never seen anybody do that before. Yeah, yeah, every absolutely. I want to do that every time, and and just like I said, give them that joy and give them that uh that it factor. I'm trying to I'm trying to be the the greatest to do it while I still can do it. When they say <laughs> R and B is dead, Chris Brown says what? It's not. It's not. Just hip hop is is more prevalent. I would just say hip hop is has has been influential. Over the over the whole world, mm-hmm. but I feel like R and B, R and B has has its place, and there's a lot of there's a lot of R and B artists out because I don't want to discredit it. It's a lot of great R and B, female wise and male wise. I just feel like we just have to have platforms. I feel like we need bigger platforms to show music videos. I think we need not just for R and B, just right. for music. Period. Like we used to have 106 in Park, you know, we used to have have outlets to where. People would be engaged and have to see you at a certain right. time and have to be invested in your music and certain things like that. There's other avenues like that on the internet. But well, Tyler Perry did by just be, just by BET, so maybe he'll he'll bring one yeah, uh, man, uh, 106 he, in Park. Yeah, let us go. let us start showcasing new artists, new talents, so people right. can so everybody doesn't have to go find an artist like right. like let these talented artists be broadcasted. Like let them let them let them rock. I feel right. like it's it's needed. I feel like I I, I go to flip through my channels unless I have to type in the name of the artist. It's, it's cool, but I, I would I would like to be presented with with artists like, right. oh man, that's that's tight. Who is that guy? How you do know? we get R and B? Will R and B ever be what it once was? Because I was talking Timberland. I, th- I think it was Timberland, and he says I don't think it to be at the height it once was. The uh, it depends because because everything shifts. Okay. There's always a shift in, in music, uh, so I, so it just depends on the right artist. It depends on the right the right uh, timing, the season. What the world is, what the state of the world is, right. what what people are going through, like, you know, music, music, especially R and B, come from pain, a lot of pain. Right. There's a lot of pain going on in the world, but I think we trying to, I think right there, everybody's trying to kind of like negate that or try to be like, you know what, hey, I just want to feel better, right? Or I want to talk about substances and records and whatever crazy stuff it is. But I think, I think, I think it has, it's it's, t- it's gonna be time for it. What's your thought on AI? You I- like it? It's uh, yeah, I'm kind of, oh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm fifty fifty, because the capabilities of the science, scientific uh, community, I, I, I love it. You know they can make me sound like Chris Brown. 
That's crazy. And then they won't need real Chris Brown. See, they I can pay me a half of that. I <laughs> said this. This that's what this is what I said. If I heard a when I hear when I hear the AI version of Chris Brown, and it's just a complete song and it's a great song, right? I'm gonna figure out <clears throat> if we're gonna license our our voices out, right? Because I know I'm not gonna be the one to do it, but there's gonna be an artist that's that's I'm like, no, nah, that's me. That's me. Right, <laughs> and they gonna just and they're gonna they're gonna benefit from it. But right. I'm fifty fifty. I feel like it, it it takes away a lot of the uh, the mystery or the artistry that makes you a beautiful artist. Right, if you can just have have, chat have a GPT. computer, to yeah, do that for have, you. yeah, it's crazy. But I feel like I, I'm I'm still a, I'm I'm in this technological world too, so I'm fascinated right. with it as well. Right. You know, I want to get you out of here on these two right here. You're a very good businessman. It's reported that you own fourteen Burger Kings. How were you able to become so business savvy at such a young age? My team, my team. I, I've, I've been able to have, have a great team that, you know, I've been through my ups and downs. Like I fell a lot financially in the beginning, just, you know. Uh, You're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, you know, but now it's, it's about, it's about just trying to, I wanna, I wanna create stuff that's gonna create stuff. And, you know, right. I, I want to be able to have stuff that's gonna be here for everybody, for right. longevity. So, and it doesn't necessarily have to be titled around uh, my actual name or brand. I just, right. just want to be able to, to to have a legacy for my for my family outside Correct. of music. Correct. You know, I want I want to I want to be wealthy instead of rich. You know. Ah, uh, okay. You know? Your catalogs. That seems to be a big. You own your masters. Yeah. And you were one of the youngest to ever do that at the age of twenty nine. Would you ever? I mean, a lot of you see a lot of uh, artists selling their catalog. Is that yeah. something Chris Brown would look to do in the future? Um. I don't know. It depends. It depends on. I would. I, I don't think I would sell them. I think I might. I might do deals. Might lease them out. Lease, lease them out and stuff <laughs> like that later. But I, I don't think. I, I don't think I would because I feel like, uh, as as a black artist, that's that's what we've been wanting forever. Was to be able to get that. Get our masters. Right. So so, for me to be able to do that, like, and be one of the first young cats to do it, like, it's like, oh my, I beat the game. But right. I feel like I feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it at this point because. That's that's something my my children's children's children can eat off. Right. You know, so I, I think I'm, I'm a yeah. Tell me the story about Jockeys. <laughs> Jockeys said he came to L.A. He he stayed he lived in the crib. You like hey, yeah. So 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 Jockeys he been around me since he was teenager. Braces everything. Uh, I seen Jockeys's videos through a, through mutual friends that we knew. Okay. And I knew that he was a fan of me. Right. So and I and I'm not a I'm not a if I see talent and I see and I see the same spunk that I had in my eye. Right. That I was like, you know what? This this kid is really, really right. talented. So I, he came to LA for like a week. He was staying he was staying at a, at a hotel. I was like, bro, why are you wasting your money at a hotel? Wow. The, the the people we both know, they they at my crib. We chilling. Right. You good, bro. It, it ain't no it's it's no no parents at the house gonna tell you yeah. what to do when you come to the house. But so I had to show him the ropes. Like he was around, he was around, and he was able to he was able to learn from me in the studio as well. Like like so I would be in the studio with him and just teach him stuff. He would ask. He'd be like, "Big bro, what's this? Oh, is this cool to do? Is this not cool to do?" And I would just I would just tell him, "Hey, bro, don't don't do this. Don't do what they doing. That's that's fried." Right. You know. So a lot of the things with Jacquees is is real family. So when I see him do his thing and where he's at now, I'm I'm proud of him, man, because. Cause I, I saw the grind before before right. everybody else saw it. Right. You know. I had Timberland. I'm gonna get you out of here on this one. He said he got some great advice from you. He said uh, <laughs> you called him and said, "Bro, don't do any more interviews." Hi. You remember that conversation? Man, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, because me, because you know, Tim, Tim is Tim is is is, is family. Y'all from the yeah, same area, home, the Virginia area. So I learned so much from him. But I remember, you know, he, I lo- I love weed. So so we used to smoke a lot of time. And then I just remember seeing him. That's like, hey man, don't do that no more. Don't do that. Nah, we can't do it. Nah, it's not. It's, it's not a good. It's not, not a good look. It's not right. a good look. You got a new single. Single. The new single's out. Summer too. Uh, too hot. Yeah. Levitt Solar. Levitt Solar album is on the way. Yeah. What can your fans? What can we expect from Chris Brown on this album? Less songs. Less songs. <laughs> yes. Only. Only saying that my fans know what I mean because I'm used to putting. I think my last album had like thirty something songs. What? On it. The one before that had like fifty six, like so it's it's a can lot. We, can we get like twelve, thirteen? Yeah, it's, okay. it, but the album's the album's gonna be called Eleven Eleven, okay. right? It's my eleventh album, and it's only gonna have eleven songs. Right. Okay. But so, but Eleven Eleven is it gonna be released in November? No, we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay. Possibly, but we're trying to figure it out now. Right. As of now, I'm I'm still in the studio. We got a lot of good records that I've been cutting. I and in the new song I just put out, I just put that out basically to. To just have something for the summer, right. have people having feeling good right. again. Cause I know it's about to start getting hot, hot out here. Right. So let's just have fun. And I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, the video's coming. We about to dance. I'm about to dance, yeah. man. About to dance again on them. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you so I know much. You, I think you're performing at Drea on the 29th yeah. after the fight. Yep. You gonna be at the fight? I'm gonna be at the fight. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be there too. So yeah, we gotta link up, man. Thank you, brother. I Congratulations you. on all your success. No, thank you Continue for having success. me. Man. God thank bless, you. bro. Thank you, bro. Chris Brown. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.